Welcome to the Broken Sun. This podcast is produced on the unceded territory of the Katsi, Coquitlam, Stalo, Kwantlen, Staminas, and Musqueam people, and the treaty land of the Tawasan First Nation. Okay, so you've got the detail, you've learned some more information, loadouts. Uh, what's your loadout going to be for this mission? Super heavy. You're going heavy? No, I'm, normal is fine for me, I think. You can go heavy. It's. I think I will. <laughs> Reverse psychology myself. <laughs> Okay, uh, Augustus, what will your loadout be? I'll probably go light. Okay, about, is it Keva or CD going on this one? So, would Emran be able to work with CD? Emran worked with a mass murdering, almost genocidal governor. Okay. You might not come back home, but you know. I'm just trying to figure this out because. Love to see synergy in a team. Mm hmm. <laughs> mm hmm. So, we're all about here. I am not going to try to murder you. Okay, I will be CD then. Okay. CD will be going normal, normal load. All right, how about you, Zora? Light load means that uh, it won't be very obvious that you're causing trouble, so you can hide more easily, you can move faster more easily. Normal is like trench coat with a shotgun under it kind of thing. It, people who take a minute to look at you will notice something's up, and then heavy is just you show up with five guns. Um, let's just go with normal. Okay, so how are you hiding your sword, by the way? <laughs> So, can I have a trench just behind your back underneath it pardon can i just have a trench coat with it hidden underneath it how does one hide a giant sword maybe it's hidden inside of a fake surfboard <laughs> <laughs> all the surfing these people do i mean these are all like whack rich folk just put a ribbon on it and be like oh i just bought an antique <laughs> <laughs> that's a, is that augustus or velvet talking <laughs> Both. Well, Zora would not know how to disguise things in a way that would make sense for here. So Zora is open to suggestions because I'm pretty sure Zora would just take her sword out unless someone else said something. We should put in a gigantic case so that then you open it up and then it's like, oh, I thought that was a guitar case. Nope. It's a sword. <laughs> Emron chuckles in the background. I guess you could put it in like a double bass case heck yeah we're gonna oh let's go as musicians perfect <laughs> Love it. i yes. know that we're going through the air ducts anyway okay i know we're going into the air ducts but we're still dressed as musicians yes oh cd actually has oh cd brings out their violin cases like it's finally time <laughs> okay uh disguise as musicians yep okay zord just accepts this if anyone stops us, we'll be like, hey, it's okay. This We're going to go play a gig. <laughs> Get out of our way. And the, and the best part about this story is that I can actually play the violin. May come in handy. It's canon. 
They could not play the violin. They can play the violin. They played the violin. <laughs> We're coming to our engagement roll now. Oh, right. <laughs> so you start with one die for luck. Uh, we're going into major advantages or disadvantages. Operation particularly bold or daring, do you think? Bold is true. I would say bold. Okay. Is it overly complex or contingent on many factors? It's literally no plan at all. Yeah, your plan seems to be we're going to go in through the ventilation system, period. <laughs> that is the plan. <laughs> and we have, a, we have a layout that we haven't looked at. Yeah, mm. but I mean... This is what flashbacks are for. Once we get in there, your characters have a plan, even if you don't. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's the joy of Forge in the Dark. Does the detail of the plan expose a vulnerability of the target or hit them where they're weakest? Um, I guess so, because they're focused on the sewers right now. So that's after three now. Is the target strongest against this approach? Uh, no, I guess... The interior design company is not particularly expecting to be infiltrated at the moment. Friends or contacts provide aid or insight for this operation. You've got chains and clay coming with you, so additional die for that. So to four. Enemies or rivals interfering in the operation, you're back down to three. Are there any other elements that you want to consider? Yes? Wait, we, we need to message them that we're being a band. Okay. Of course. How foolish of me. We were going to show up dressed as musicians, <laughs> and they would they'd be like, what, what is happening? And they're going to be dressed as wizards. Almost like I didn't mean it when I said it. Are there any other elements you want to consider? A lower tier target might give you D. A higher tier will give you minus one D. They are still higher tier than you. Okay. So two dice, I think. Oh boy. Okay. Hey, it's a four. It equals to a six, Matt. (laughs) Yeah. It's equal to a six. It is a four, which means that your position is risky when you start. Oh, yeah. You go to the rendezvous point with chains and clay. Chains is, of course, dressed as a musician, as you requested. Chains is carrying what appears to be a... He's carrying a sitar. Obviously. Obviously. And yeah, he's he's still wrapped up. You saw him in robes before. This time, he's uh, he's not wearing robes, but he is wrapped up in voluminous, loose clothing that's cinched slightly around the, the waist. So I think MC Hammer kind of deal with the, the parachute pants. Yeah. Uh, Silken, of course. And yeah, Clay is... Still clay. Clay is just a large, indistinct figure. It's difficult to tell how many limbs they have, but clay has mounted a drum kit on their back. Yeah. Oh. It's like those, you know, you see people, they have the, the big drum on their back, and when they step, it plays it plays boom, boom, boom. Yes, very sneaky. It's like that, but it's, it's an entire drum kit. Oh, my God. Yeah, so kind of like Bert in the beginning of... Mary Poppins. Sorry, I paused there for a second because I was still <laughs> thinking about the sitar. Have any of you seen a sitar in real life? Because those things are huge. They're very big, yes. A sitar is a large instrument. My brother used to play one. It was pretty nuts. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. Did I never mention that my brother played the sitar? Listen, you have an evil possessed puppet full of human hair. Your brother played the sitar. I'm just... <laughs> I'm, I, I'm less surprised and just hurt that you never said it. That's all. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm sorry. I I missed this part. <laughs> okay. So you meet up with them. Chains looks at you and uh, what does he see? What are your musician disguises? Oh, no. <laughs> Don't ask. I've, I've asked. <laughs> it's happened. I can't take it back. Did, did you dress yourselves up or did you let Augustus dress you up? Oh. No. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry that that was slip bleeding through. 
slipping through the cracks. Hey, yeah. Yes, I guess uh, at least Emran, despite the vocal and electronic protests of Slip, submitted to your fashion expertise. I imagine that Keva would have added a little flair in there too. Zora would have just asked for someone else to help her out here because she's not exactly sure what musicians dress like uh, outside of her own home. Yeah. So CD is actually no. Come back to me. I need to think about a really great CD outfit. Okay. Who's got one locked and loaded? I guess it's just dressed like the Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure. That tracks. I mean, this just. Augustus just had that yeah. in their closet. <laughs> the regular Phantom, not the Mask of the Red Death Phantom. Yeah, classic Phantom. Of course, the Phantom everyone is familiar with. Mm-hmm. So I think, I guess, Emran and Zora, you both have your swords in string instrument cases? Yeah. Of course. Mm. Mine is in a viola case. Mm. And Zora's shield, is a double bass. Yes. My shield makes it look like I have power shoulders on. Mm. Okay. Like, I figured this out. CD is wearing a toga. All right. Toga party. On the robot body. I don't, I don't like being designed yet. Yeah, CD is wearing a toga. They've definitely got a fake laurel crown on their head. I don't know what other accessories they could really go with because they're a robot. What instrument does uh, do they have? Oh, they have the violin, of course. Okay, we got a violin, a viola, a double bass, and Augustus. What's Augustus's instrument? Their voice, Matt. of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is silly me to ask? Yeah, really. <laughs> like in the back of my head, I was assuming you know Augustus, of course, would be the the, the vocalist, but uh, you know, just thought I'd ask in case. All right. So, what is Emrin's string quartet rock band look? Going like ancient Greek, clearly. All right. <laughs> It's fine. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm dressed as a a faux philosopher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is this also a toga? Yeah. Oh. Except noodle themed because I'm a philosopher. Mm. Oh, philosopher. <laughs> okay, good. Ah. All right, a toga made of uh, pho noodles. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm. This sounds like sun fashion to me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you somehow hidden your shield under it. I told you not uh, to ask. <laughs> I, I think that the, uh, like, I don't know. I was going to say what Keva would add, but I don't want to add to that amazing <laughs> description. It's perfect. Exquisite. So you met up with your backup here. So Chains is there with Clay. Uh, you've made your way onto the roof of the building. You broke into the ventilation system. Made your way down. We missed Sora's costume. Oh, did we? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So sorry. just dressing up like the rest of you guys. So if we're doing like okay. a yoga party, she's following. Okay. She doesn't know yeah. any better. Yep. So, yeah. Let's see. CD has gotten uh, Sora a <laughs> toga. She has an, also a laurel crown on her head that CD has put together. Everyone's in togas except for Augustus. I mean, if we're going Greek, then Augustus will just dress like Achilles. Oh, why not? <laughs> On seeing that you are all wearing Greek-themed outfits, Chains pauses and says, Hmm, I see. And then turns and says, Excuse me a moment. And he, he goes behind the corner of a building, and there's some grunting noises, and then, like, <laughs> some rattling. And uh, he comes back out, and over his MC Hammer costume is a toga made of Chains. 
Oh my word. You know, my dad would have loved this. He loved Greek mythology. That's why I'm named Sharon. Uh, yes. Uh, let's go. Okay. The way you get up onto the roof, I think, is Chains uses his chains to, to uh, you know, <laughs> pull you up there when a, a patrol passes by. So the plan goes great. You get into the building through the ventilation system. You're down into the top floor of the building. This is when something bad happens because your, your situation is risky. Uh, so you're all in what appears to be a conference room that you've come down into. Big wide table, hollow emitters set up in the middle, conference call stuff, frosted glass all along one wall. And then the rest of it is just like very nicely decorated, not distracting because this is a place of business, but soothing in a way. That said, the chairs that you look at and the table height, you can see like looking at it, the chairs would be just uncomfortable enough to keep you from being comfortable. And the table is just at the wrong height to be easy to work at. So, you know, productivity above all, of course. You can hear through the frosted glass, there's uh, some people outside in what appears to be an open concept office or what sounds and looks sort of like an open concept office uh, working. So you're here, you're in the building, you're in a conference room and right outside the conference room, people are working. What does the map say? And what are we looking for? I was just assuming we were going to look for a prison where they had people locked up. And then looks around. You hear voices getting closer to the conference room. Do we have a brains of this outfit? (laughs) (laughs) There's a knock on the conference room door. Uh, Hello. Hi. uh, We have the room for three. It's 2.59. We submitted a five-minute additional... A sitting time through through HR. If you want to go back, I'm not sure if it made it over to your desk. God, this is going to throw the whole schedule off. Uh, Can you try to wrap it up? You got to take it up with HR. I'm going to. I'm going to go back. I'm going to check my email (laughs) right now because we have the. You hear some stomping. All right, that I don't know what those words meant, but I said them. (laughs) Where are we going? Just like we practiced. Uh, CD's looking at the map. Arguing. CD studies. CD studies the map. Uh, the map to find a secured area. Uh, there are plenty of secured areas. Mostly, you know, CEO's offices and stuff like that, or the CEO's office, I should say, uh, which is on this floor, the top floor here, mm-hmm. in the opposite corner of the the floor that you're on. So across the, uh, across the open office, you can see where you are from the map. You can see that the three floors below you are laid out identically. And then there's a main floor below that. And then, of course, there's the sub-basements piercing down into the next layer. We could break into the CEO's office and hack the computer? Yes. Sounds good to me. Okay. And is, that a, is that a thing I, anyone can do? <laughs> I can do it. All right, Augustus. Also, just went into the CEO's office. You lead the way. I got your back. <laughs> we don't. We don't nope. have our hackers. <laughs> Zor is sitting here, and it's like I, I can hack still. Thinking hacking, and is thinking hacking. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, can I have to? The files are inside the computer. <laughs> <laughs> 
Just, there's the rapid knock on the door again. I didn't get anything about a five minute extension. You know, we need this room now. It's three o'clock. It's time for our meeting. Okay, I'm sorry. We got all our instruments. We're coming out. Instruments? Yeah, we... CD open. <laughs> and then we step outside. Yep. I'll just step swing out. the door open and put my uh my, my happy hand on an angry guy's shoulder. And be like, you did perfect. I don't know who trained you, but thanks so much. Setting the scene perfectly. The move. He smiles and then pauses as if he's not sure why he's smiling. And then he's saying, like, uh, what, what scene? We're a birthday telegram for accounting, but they gave us the wrong room. Birthday? Whose birthday is today? I don't think, is it anyone's birthday? Huh? A couple of them are talking to each other. Whose birthday? Is it someone's birthday? What, whose birthday is it? Now, you know the switch we're doing? They're cutting down on all the celebrations to increase productivity time. So instead of doing this thing on every single birthday, they're just pooling everybody's birthday for the month on one day. I think they're going to do that with the cake too. I think, oh, they're going to do it with the cake as well. Oh my God. Uh, okay. You probably need to roll here some kind of action. Yeah. I will help and increase their anger by saying, actually, instead of a cake, it's a robe made of noodles. <laughs> <laughs> they look absolutely crestfallen at that. I'll burn a stress. You get a plus one die. What are you going to do to the. How are you going to get past these people? Uh, I'm swaying them. Okay, uh, so risky is your position. I think, yeah, are you giving plus die or plus effects with your with your push there, with your assist there? I imagine you have lots of sway, so I'll give you uh, effect. Oh, thanks. Uh, risky, great then. Six? All right. They stalk off muttering, they're like, noodle toga. I don't want a noodle toga. Who wants a noodle? <laughs> Nobody wants a noodle toga. So like, oh, they must have gotten some kind of deal with, oh, they must have place they're muttering as they all as they all walk off. Okay, so people are back to work. They're still casting glances at you, but you appear to have free reign. This building also is about, or this floor is also about half full. People are sitting at desks. They have small desks that are just slightly too small to actually spread out anything. No personal decorations here. Some people appear to be plugged into the sim. Other people are working here in the quote-unquote real world. You can see across, there's a line of offices on the other end. And uh, one of the offices is in the corner and much larger than the others. Everyone just be as confident as possible in whatever it is that you're doing. And I will lead us to the CEO office. There's some, you know, mumbling and muttering as you make your way up to that particular door. And someone says, uh, she's not here. Well, I would hope so. The surprises kind of don't work if they know you're coming. Yeah, she gets her own personal. Grumble, grumble, grumble. Yeah. Yeah. So. You can you can try and go in there. The door is not locked. Yeah, you're you're in the CEO's office. Here you are. It's got frosted frosted window walls facing <laughs> the area and uh, tips <laughs> just all over the wall. <laughs> I'm sure there's people with frosted tips out there too. The walls, though, other than that one, are all projection screens, uh, and they're all showing different landscapes. Uh, one of them is showing different spacescapes. The other ones are showing different landscapes from Earth. The last one is a, appears to be paused. Uh, the whole wall is just playing some type of reality show. Oh, you see Extreme King on that wall. It's a paused close-up of Extreme King. <gasps> nice. Oh my gosh. She has some taste. I love Extreme King. I got his autograph at one point. CD says aloud to everyone. Of course, Emrin and Zora have no idea who Extreme King is. <laughs> but... 
He sounds like a mighty conqueror. Uh, Extreme King is a romantic comedy actor, uh, but he's also a member of the Resistance. What did I say? Did I say he was uh, Galaxy, Galaxy Duke's father in that one movie as well? I think you may have mentioned that. I unfortunately don't have that in my notes. Yeah, that's just because the face claim that you said was the actor who played Ego in the... Uh, right, Kurt Russell. Yeah, Kurt Russell in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Mm-hmm. That's what Extreme King looks like. Here you are. Okay, how about we set up the instruments while someone hacks? Do you want me to cut the computer up? Oh, okay. Oh, no, no uh, by all means. Um, I, I could take it apart if that'll help. Can you... I was thinking, can Emran hack, or is that, or are you, or are you offering an assist? Yeah, oh yeah, I'm, I'm very good at hacking. We mean, do you mean like with the sword, or like getting into the? I mean, I could use my hands if you want. I'd hack my way through a ship if you want me to. It'd be easier if I had tools. We don't want this stuff destroyed. We we want to get the electronic files. Well, it's inside the box, no. You might be able to help me circumvent certain security measures. Okay. Uh, I, can, I can lead the hacks. I will follow your lead. Okay. Thank you. So the two of you, you wanted to do a group action, you're saying? Okay. So you can each roll your hack. You're still in a risky situation. This system is hardened, so it will be limited effects. Can my hacking tools help us somehow? Your hacking tools? What kind of hacking tools are they? Just regular hacking tools. They're tier one hacking tools is what they are. Oh, mm. yes. Yeah, you can use your hacking tools if you want to do hacking, for sure. <laughs> okay. Excellent, you have the t- appropriate tools. Yep. And just just so we know, in the background, CD is somehow instructing Zora to help them set up instruments. So I have hack. Uh, does adding the hacking tools onto that help me as far as like an additional dot or a greater effect, or it just doesn't do anything? Uh, it just allows you to do this action with without having to roll as badly, basically. Like the hacking tools allow you to do hacking on this computer because this is a, a computer that's it's hardened, but you've got tools that will allow you to do it. Okay. So, yeah, it'll be risky limited at this point unless you want to go through the various ways that you can improve that. Otherwise, oh, uh, don't forget to... We're at three gambits now because you rolled a six on that risky sway. Yeah, so if, hey. you're, if y'all are cool with it, I would use a gambit. Spend a gambit because you're about to take some stress. Cool. All right, you can both roll your hack at risky limited. Risky limited. I actually managed to get a four on zero. You All did. right, sweet. So risky limited. So just straight risky limited or am I adding anything for the gambit? Uh, the gambit gives you an extra die, right? Oh, okay. Just to die then. Let's go. You got a six, though. Cool, cool. Okay, you take no stress. So the overall result there is a six, which means that you get into this computer. Uh, I'm going to start a clock and ticket for you. And this is the system access clock. Does that mean we get a gambit back? Or did you say that? No, you can't gain a gambit on a roll where you spend a gambit. Darn it. Okay, so your system access clock is at two out of four. So you're able to get into the surface level of files. Uh, You see things like photos of family and pets and stuff. Uh, Jennifer Trafire lives in the core, so she has a real actual living animal pet. Uh, It's a a hamster. CD downloads it, the picture. (laughs) CD downloads the pet. You wouldn't download a hamster. 
<laughs> I would indeed download a hamster. Uh, yeah, so there's lots of pictures of this hamster, mostly hamster pictures is what you have access to at the moment, but you are finding things like basic calendar information. Uh, like right now she is supposed to be in some type of meeting offsite. So, you know, networking. Chances are good she rarely comes into this building. Is there anything that says secret or project or Andromedan? Or is it all just pictures of this fuzzy creature? I think everyone probably knows what a hamster is. That's a hamster. Yeah. He still <laughs> prefers to call it a fuzzy creature. Don't you know what a hamster is? I look at you deadpan for just a half second. <laughs> is your mask on or is it flipped up? <laughs> I actually, I purposefully flip up my mask, look at you, and then look back at the computer. <laughs> so, um, yeah, unfortunately, Emran can't see much of what's on this computer. You can see some of it because it's on a screen and not a hologram, but it is difficult to make out for you. Uh, do you want to dig deeper? Or are you okay with her schedule and the hamsters? I mean, I got to dig deeper while we're here. Okay. How else do you think you can go into this system? What else can you do? Passwords. You were mentioning something about Emran needing to help bypass certain security features. Yeah, like, in, so like, while well, I'm working on, I guess would be the hardware trying to navigate through this stuff. Emran could help by, you know, hacking the, uh, the hardware. Okay. So Emran, if you want to, I guess, rig. Yeah. I'll, you can start opening stuff up, rewiring things. Pop open the back and pull out the, the, the block that says security on it and just rip that out. <laughs> oh, I don't need that. Yeah. I think this is, I think this is probably. Physical bypassing, probably standard effect in this case to remove those, those blocks, but you're still in a risky position. Um, oh no, that's just for fixing it. Never mind. Yeah. So Augustus has gotten you access to the system and now you need to basically reroute a couple of things. I, this might not apply because I didn't lead the action, but I actually, I don't play the mechanic very often. And the main feature is tinker. And it says whenever you fill a clock with rigor hack, or when you study a schematic, fill plus one segment. I didn't lead the action, so I don't know if that applies to the clock that we're working on. Uh, I don't know. Or if it will be, if I roll this rig right now and succeed. It will if you do it on this rig, for sure. Well, all right. Risky standard. Can mm -hmm. I take another stress to aid you, since I'm already aiding you? Or You can if you want. All right. Stress all around. Yeah, we'll do that. A5. You got a five. Cool, cool. Okay. So uh, that fills this clock. You have access to the system. Uh, Emran is able to rewire things with Augustus guiding him about, you know, I need you to attach this thing here and that thing there. And uh, yeah, you're in. You've got access to these files. Uh, unfortunately, that does make a lot of noise because you're taking off the back of a computer and digging around in its guts. So Ooh. you notice that there is a blinking light up in the corner of this office that is attached to a camera and the camera has swiveled and is now pointing directly at the two of you augustus and emran can i can i, can resist? I do a thing yeah, can, can, we, yeah. can we do stuff yes you can always resist consequences unless it's a devil's bargain sorry i was just saying can cd help by playing no this uh cd is trying to cover the sound by starting to tune up their violin Okay, um, so you can resist this then with your, what would this be? 
this is this is only part of it. Like, I think Emran still has to decommission the camera, but it sounds like there's also noise. Yeah, you can resist this with your resolve. I at least have that. Oh boy! Yikes! Uh, you take five stress. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Yeah. So you are able to start playing the violin as you play the. This is a difficult situation for you. When was the last time that CD played the violin? The last time CD played the violin was at the dance party infiltration. It sure was. Oh no. Uh, so you are. No, wait. ZD might have played it for Haros, but. Yeah, but the last significant on screen time we've seen was that. Yeah. Uh, so you're playing the violin and you find yourself playing that same tune again. That. Doom, 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 doom. Um, and da, 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 da. the camera sort of locks on there and is locked on to you, CD, and. That brings back some difficult memories of that night, the, how painful a time it was for you, how almost traumatic a situation it was. You know, you were left alone. Your two teammates, uh, you know, slipped into unconsciousness and disappeared in various ways. The sim crashed all around you and you were face to face with your genetic doppelganger. It was a difficult time and that uh, causes you a lot of stress to keep the violin playing during this time but you have access to the files, Augustus, and you can see through them, you have access to Gentrifier's information. Oh my God, I just understood her name. I hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <dead>. No. <laughs> uh, can I get away with just like downloading a lot of this junk or uh, am I limited? You can start downloading this stuff for sure. It's going to take you some time if you want to download it. If you want to find something, you can do that fairly quickly. Just a search. All right. So, all right. Priorities. I'll, I'll find the Andromedan stuff first. Okay. You find a file on what's going on with the Andromedans. It is couched in a lot of corporate doublespeak and lingo, but Augustus is pretty much up on that. The Andromedans are here in this building. There are three of them. They are in sub-basement five, and they are being used as a fuel source. Spooky. That's horrible. It's even worse than you're thinking right now. Oh, boy. Oh, jeez. Yikes. I, I will relay that info, but I, I would like to know, is there any way for me to leave this so that it downloads to maybe a remote location while we go help the Andromedans? Uh, you could stay here and try to download it but unless you have something that would uh, allow you to do that think what if i had some spy gear matt i mean the spy gear i don't think will allow you to do a remote down you put a false mustache on your robot body <laughs> <laughs> now nah, i'm a spy uh yeah i mean spy gear could give you some more options for downloading it but at the end of the day if you're downloading it you have to be here or you have to come back to get whatever you downloaded onto Okay, you know, yeah. So, I mean, could I, would my spy gear make it easier for me to, like, download it into something discreet and just swing back for it? Yeah, you could maybe get Emran to wire something into the computer, even, before he puts it back together. Yeah, why don't you convince Emran? Yeah, 
for the greater good. Clearly. What do you say to Emrin? <laughs> Please tell us, what's the, what's the convincing move here? The convincing? All right. It seems they've got the Andromedans trapped in one of the sub-basements, and they're being used for fuel. So, obviously, we're going to go down there immediately and save the Andromedans. However, I'm sure by the time people realize we figured this out or snoop around down there, they're going to be very quick to purge the records. And I think long term, the only way we're going to expose this vile behavior is to get a copy of these files so that even if they do deny the actions took place or take steps to cover them, we have some actual tangible evidence of what transpired. So, Emran, I would like to enlist your help to leave a little bug in the system to be able to download copies of these files so that when we're done rescuing the Andromedans, we can swing by and grab the evidence. Okay. Emran reaches into his pack and produces what it says on the sheet is a fine hacking rig. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to make you roll for this, but I am going to uh, ask for a fortune roll from you, Emran. A fortune okay. roll based on your rig skill. Which is zero. Rig. Oh, um, rig is um, two. Okay. A five. A five. Okay. Uh, you're pretty sure you did it and no one's going to notice. I'm pretty sure I did it and no one will notice. I just I'm going to put the happy glove on Emran's shoulder and be like, you're doing a wonderful thing for the Andromedans. Please don't touch me. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the happiness that you feel, Emrin, is you can tell that it's not your own. I'm, I'm tempted to do some f psychic feedback into this glove and just break it out of spite, but <laughs> I don't know that Emrin would. Okay, what do you want to do now? We don't have a lot of time left, but we have enough to start on the next leg of our plan. Well, Matt, we, we pressed the sub-basement 5 button on the executive elevator. Oh, so you go back out into the floor. All people are like, why, why are you leaving? It's, she hasn't come back yet. You can't really surprise her unless... What's going on? I oh, know the executive elevator that's in this office that obviously exists. Uh, <laughs> 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 well, maybe I'll do a fortune roll. All right, yeah. let's do it. <laughs> Based on your tier to see how lucky we are hey, there. that's actually a die this time. It's, no, it's... No. <laughs> There's no... There's no executive elevator here. Is it, is it being built and there's a shaft? It's just not here. Darn it. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It, our boss has told us we have to go back to where she is since she's not going to be here in enough time before our next gig. Is accounting still going to get their birthday song and their noodles? Accounting will get exactly what's coming to them. <sighs> All right, well, say hi to Carol. Of course. This person goes back and sits down at their computer and hunches back over it slightly because it's not ergonomically set up for comfort and begins typing away. What a horrible office. I hate this place. Into a spreadsheet. Yeah, it's an office. It sucks. <laughs> CD elbows uh, chains and is like, hey, do you want some pictures of that hamster? Chains looks at you for a moment, a very somber expression on his face. And he says, he looks down, looks back up at you. Of course, I want pictures of the hamster, CD. 
The elevator opens. Emrin steps onto the elevator. And <laughs> yeah, it's, you, you crowd onto the elevator. Uh, it's, you know, shoulder to shoulder with all of you in there. And the door is beginning to slide shut. And, uh, you know, there's a bank of buttons on here. I'm guessing you're going down to sub-basement five. I can't read the numbers, but I can see that there are buttons. Which one says sub-basement five? This one, CD says, presses it. There's a ding, and the elevator begins to descend. It's uneventful. The girl from Ipanema is playing, of course, in its Muzak form. Yes. As with every elevator in this entire universe. I was just about to say that if there wasn't music playing CD, start playing it on the violin. Actually, CD start playing along on the violin. <laughs> oh, a duet. Is CD playing in harmony? With the... Emrin smashes yeah. against the wall repeatedly until the robot body breaks. Yeah. <laughs> There's another ding, and the elevator door opens onto sub-basement five. Uh, in front of you, there is a very short hallway, uh, ending with a very imposing-looking door. There are only dim lights down here, like a couple of them in each upper corner of the hallway. But yeah, clearly this is the, the imposing-looking door is there. It doesn't even appear to have a way that it opens. Like, there's no latch on it. There's no knob. There's no push lever. Uh, there is some type of security apparatus to the right of it. Does it look like a keypad or smart pad? It looks very complicated. It looks like it has multiple functions. So I'm going to touch that and break this door. Or open it. I don't really know what happens when I do this. Okay. I'm going to try to open it. All right. Uh, so you touch it. You see that there is some SGM wiring in it that you can you can see. With your abilities, you, I guess, shift some of the wires around? Or... Are you being methodical about this, or are you just... I'm not trying to brute force it. I'm actually actually going to try to apply some finesse this time. Okay. Uh, that sounds like you're doing a roll, then. Oh, yeah. Uh, what do you think this is? Sounds like a tune to me. Okay, go for it. Uh, you're still in a risky position here, and your effect will be standard with a tune. Coolio, uh, can I spend a gambit, everybody? Is that all right? Sure. Go for it. Yeah. That'll bring us to two or one, I think? Yeah, down to one. All right. A6. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing you had that gambit. That was the last die. Uh, a6. Okay. Noise. So the systems within this security apparatus, you can see it has a retinal scanner. It has a breath analyzer. It has a, like a needle probe that comes out and tests blood. It has a handprint scanner. And it also has uh, some other device that you don't quite recognize, but... Uh, has something <laughs> has something to do with <laughs> something to do with the sim. Uh, yeah, I hate my brain. So you go through each one of those one by one, trying to trip them, and uh, with your six, you are able to successfully do so. And the door, you hear a tonk tonk, and the door hisses open. It moves backwards away from you. There's that, like, as it rumbles back away from you and then sinks into the ground. The hallway in front of you is lit with uh, red lights, and it is a, a long hallway and slopes downwards. Well, okay. I don't hear any alarms. Maybe that worked for the first time. Yeah, Emran, your vision is unaffected, obviously. Mm-hmm. But for everyone else, it's it's quite dark in here, despite the dim red lights. Wait, no. What about the robots? Robots can see. Yeah, I mean, if you've got some type of light situation going on. 
You've got special eyes. Special robot eyes. I, I just imagine CD taping a flashlight to their head. You Do you turn on the flashlight on your head? Yep. Okay. Duct tapes it off. Okay. Uh, so, Zora, you but, can see as well now, uh, as yeah. much as you can with a flashlight. Good. Yeah, the hallways leading downwards into the deeps. Uh, I think as the four of you start walking down there, the door opens, uh, closes up behind you. It rises up once you've passed through and then goes back into place. And you are now descending into darkness towards whatever awaits you in the Andromedan room. And I think we will pause there for today. All right. Jazz hands, everyone. Jazz hands, indeed. So I have been Matt, your friendly guide here. Stories of a Broken Son. My pronouns are he and him. And we have been playing Scum and Villainy, a Forge in the Dark game by uh, John LaBeouf Little and Stras Asimovic. You can follow me on Twitter at Ycaliber or follow the show at Broken Sun RPG. Remember to wash your hands and keep away from other people. Today I have been joined by Michael Blood. Thank you, everyone. I've been Michael Blood. You can find me on Twitter at GoodSirBlood. Today I played Emran Pak and absolutely nothing went wrong, which means that next session lots of bad things are going to happen. We are also joined today by Trudy. This is Trudy. My pronouns are they, them. Today I played Zora, she, her. And uh, see you guys next time. Thank you. And we've got Velvet. Thanks for sticking around, everyone. I've been Velvet, she, Faye, uh, playing Augustus, they, them, uh, who's making some moves. They certainly are. And finally, we are joined by Keekers. Hi, everyone. It's me, Keekers, she, her. I played Augustus, who is they, them. The uh... You played Augustus. <laughs> you played no. Augustus, too. <laughs> <laughs> no. Let's Did take I the goodbyes. Did it made me think Augustus with the Dr. Evil pinky thing. Uh, no, I played CD, who is the gonzoist of gonzos. Among the gonzos, gonzo, if you will. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so until the next time. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's fine. Uh, until the next time, all the best, and uh, I'll see you folks then. Space squids. Space, space squids. Space squids. <laughs> How can we forget the space squids?